Failure to stops. Last call of the day. All the political news to get you through the week so that you don't sound like an ignoramus going into the weekend barbecue. What is it that G.I. Joe always says? Now you know. And knowing is half the battle. We've got a whole show chock full of stuff. We got a special guest today. Deadleg and I are covering the Clintons, our absolute dirtbags, according to the new Epstein allegations that were launched on Monday. Something about, we're going to dive into it, trust me, but definitely some strong, strong arming going from the media all the way down to the witnesses. Conspiracy theory. So I wonder if back in the 60s, do you think that they maybe have hot mic the JFK assassination? Because earlier this week, we had hot mics with people talking about assassinating the next president again. Did Stephen Hawking really use midgets to do complicated equations on a chalkboard that they couldn't reach? Probably not. Well, That's probably fake news. We're going to get into that. All that, we got the NYC tunnels. There was a bunch of tunnels that were found underneath some synagogues. And if you're flying in the next couple of days, I'd stay away from uh, Boeing because some of their stuff has been losing parts of the airplane in the middle of the flight. All that and more this morning on Last Call. The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack and Factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack 5-0. Both those companies offering 50% off even after the Christmas holidays up until Valentine's Day, it looks like. Don't know how they stay in business. Joining us today from our Thursday sports show, uh, right out of the firehouse, Chief Keefe. One more and I'm out of your podcast host. Also for the failure to stop sports show. Uh, what do you guys call that show? Illegal Shift? Illegal shift. I call it an illegal shit sometimes. <laughs> um, that, that does not shock me. <laughs> we've got a lot to cover today, boys and girls. Listen, uh, if you're tuning in for the first time, this is the Filler Stop Podcast channel, the number one channel where first responders go to be informed and entertained damn near six days a week at this point. But plus, there's more. But wait, there's more. We also have a Patreon channel with tons of extra content. With a, uh, we, We've got a, a Down the Pole firefighter show, which uh, Keith is on, and, and so is Dead Leg. We got a corrections officer show called Hard Time, which is all making its way to uh, its own podcast as well, graduating from the Patreon. And then we have bonus news. We have the last call unfiltered uh, twice a week about right now. Twice a week. This is something Josh and I started in the new year, and that's going into all the news that YouTube would, uh, you know, Bank the old wrist for uh, not giving us a break here. So we, we move that over to Patreon. By the way, we're about to bring on some new folks onto the Fairy Stab community to help with some fact checking. Also bringing on some writers. If that's something you're interested, interested in, DM us if you want to be a part of this. Um, and also, please uh, subscribe to this YouTube channel if you're on the YouTube. I know 99% listen. And if you're one of those listeners, please, it is it is 
absolutely the most important thing going through this election cycle that you give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. Write a little review for us. That's going to go a long way. Keeps us up in the algorithm. Gets us trending back on the charts. And Lord knows we need it going into this 2024 year because as Tanshradamas predicted last year, this will be the year to end all years. Speaking of that, we will be diving into the JP Morgan strategist who had a Nostradamus prediction that actually leaked, alluding that uh, Biden may or may not be running in the 2024 election. So we'll definitely uh, we'll, we'll definitely touch on that. But for all you paid members in the chats, I got to give you some love because you came here at 10 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time Live. Got David J., Michael Hendricks, Cupcakes and Cameo, Wayne, um, I don't know. Is that E. Alich? Um, I'm guessing that's either Jewish or Muslim. One of the two. I've seen you in here before. I'll never pronounce that name correctly. Fulcanator, as always. Uh, we have a new Facebook group. It's called F. What is it called? FTS Fitness? Wolfpack Fitness? Police Fitness? Yeah, I think that's what it was. You fucking made it. You don't know the I, name? I didn't make it. Why is Will, it your picture on there? Will Cray made it. Oh, um, okay. He put my, he put my picture because I was messing with him because he apparently did leg day. I like that. I like that. I think it's a really cool group. There's a lot of people in there. I think uh, that Warrior Mindset episode that we did really touched a lot of heartstrings. Uh, again, uh, we keep breaking records, but uh, I got more messages from that show again than any other show. So it just seems like every week I'm getting more and more engagement on these uh, these touchy topics, and it's not going to get any better going into 2024. So, so buckle up. But I think Will Cray should lead us in an exercise on that group. Um, I'm in that group right now. You guys did some like nu nutrition plans and everything like that. A lot of guys are getting up on that factor meals uh, program there too that we're sponsored by. So that's that's all good news and, and, and great stuff to see. But I want to see Will Gray, you know, like leading us in some exercises or some stretches. I think that would be hilarious. And maybe will this be the year that Will Gray gets a girlfriend? He's been a fan of the Wolfpack. He's been to uh, one of our meetups. I think he comes out of like Minnesota or something like that. But he came to our last meetup. A uh, handsome guy. It's uh, unbelievable that he does not have a girlfriend and that he's still a virgin. That really blows my mind especially after seeing all those gym pictures. <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very impressed with his, uh, his first picture he put in there though, showing off his calves, man, ladies, is... ladies go check him out. Yeah, please go check it. Somebody go check. Somebody take that virginity from him. He doesn't need it anymore. Uh, speaking of virginity, like I said, we've, we've got to get into this whole Epstein debacle. So I'm not going to waste any more time from anybody. Um, if you guys have something to say in the chats, just let it whip. Thank you for all of our paid members out there. All of that money, by the way, guys, uh, really important for the 2024. We want to be uh, the main source of news and entertainment. Where you're sitting in the cop car because it's just going to get crazy. There's not a lot of people out there to tell the truth without an agenda. Uh, our only agenda here is that you're just informed a little bit and that you're in the know and we get those juices rolling and that we encourage you guys to do your own research. Um, but if you just want the cliff notes, that's what we're here for. Let's go ahead and dive into it without further ado, as they say. What's our first story of the day? I think we can lead off with the Clintons if you want. Mm, I just made a post on my Instagram about the Clintons. Uh, at this point, are there any Clinton fans? Do those still exist? Is there anybody still pro Clinton? I Well, I, I would say if you are pro Clinton, you're probably on their not to be Clinton list. So 
I'm pro Clinton. I'm, I'm, I don't want to be on that list, but I don't know. I don't know how you could support anything with they like at what point in the history of their, their history, what point do you want to start supporting them during his presidency, before his presidency, when he was governor? Like we've talked about stuff on this show that's happened before he was governor and the body count. So no, I, I don't want anything to do with them. You know, there are true crime episodes solely dedicated to the Clintons going as far back as in the eighties with the boys on the tracks. And then you can go up into the nineties where you have, um, where you had the Franklin murders. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, a lot of politicians involved in the Franklin murders, but, um, you know, the Clintons are still put up in that. You've got, what was it? Uh, what was it? Whitewater gate or something like that. What do you remember that one? Keith, you're probably the oldest guy here. Try. I can't remember the exact name of it, but I mean, I, I do remember hearing some about it. I mean, I'm not that old. Yeah, it was it was a Whitewater Foundation. Uh, that was like kind of like they kicked it off. That was in the early '90s. Uh, you know, the they they I can't remember even what it was really about. It was about bad real estate investments. But the funny thing is, is that a lot of they were making some bad bad loans. Um, but it was all being funneled through Hillary Clinton. Which, by the way, if you fast forward. 10 years past that, then you'll go back to the Clinton Foundation where she does the same thing again and the same people die. They had Travelgate in 1993 where it's when Bill Clinton became uh, the president. They fired all the travel people, uh, which makes a lot of sense because you wouldn't want any, you'd want to get where you're traveling to with people you trust that you can manipulate, especially if you fast forward another 10 years from that date and he'll be traveling around with Jeffrey Epstein. Then you had the uh, Vince Foster death in 1993, which, you know, he was very anti-Clinton, was exposing a lot of Clinton things. Um, and he was found dead in the public square. Uh, that was pretty crazy. And then uh, just a year after that, Monica Lewinsky, which was probably one of the most impactful moments in my opinion of modern politics because that was really the first time we saw a politician under oath and in a state of the union bold-faced lie to the american public um and i remember hearing that with my my own ears do you guys remember that i do oh, i that did was- not have sexual relations with that woman you know, bullface lie only to come out that he uh, stuck a cigar in her hoo-ha and, and, and jizzed on a dress that, that she kept. So, you know, that wasn't a conspiracy theory. There were also other sexual allegations. But what it goes back for me with the Clintons and, and what makes them the most diabolical couple is the boys on the tracks murders uh, when he was the governor in Arkansas, where a, a prostitute alleged that she was uh, a, a personal prostitute for Slick Willie. Um, and there was a bad cocaine deal, you know, when everybody connected to that case was murdered within a week in a town that only saw two homicides a year had seven in one week, all tied to the boys on the tracks. And it all came back to the Clintons and was squashed by president Bush only for a year later for the Franklin murders in Oklahoma to take place again, being covered up. And there was a lot of Bush family allegations there too. So I've always said that the Bushes are probably the second most diabolical, uh, well, family in, in our existence, uh, dating all the way back to the JFK assassination things. But uh, the Clintons are just a, just to the next level, especially with the new Epstein allegations. Well, and to have a family that, like you said, I mean, just bold face lies and, thinks that they can get away with it and how many lies did they get away with that we don't even know about 
it's not, it's not that they get away. Nothing's ever happened. He was impeached and he stayed in office. He literally lied to the American people, stayed in office. Nothing ever happened. Same thing with Hillary deletes her emails. Yeah. Nothing ever happened. Was, like nothing ever in happened. In 96, there was two. There were two. Uh, and this is, uh, let's see if NPR says, has got Filegate. Uh, investigators delving into different scandal found hundreds of FBI files on former White House workers. The information also covered the backgrounds of Republicans in Congress. Two staff members who obtained the files quit their jobs and independent counsel uncovered no wrongdoing by the Clintons themselves. Then followed by that was Benghazi. Then the Clinton Foundation scandal that already been then the private email server of 2015. But now, if you want to go between 2000, uh, uh, 2012 to 2015, or even going from, let's see, what was it, 1994, the Monica Lewinsky, and, or 1996, Filegate and Benghazi, in between there, now you have this new allegation that in 2008, Hillary Clinton used... Um, special forces investigators, allegedly, now this is according to Sarah Ransom in the new Epstein documents, that she was then uh, forced to sign an, an NDA for her eternal silence on Bill Clinton's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, all backed up by Bill Clinton actually going into Vanity Fair again, according to these documents that were released. And I love the, the mainstream media here who loves to say they have started every single news media clip across the country with these allegations do not prove that Bill Clinton. I mean, they are so boned up on protecting Bill Clinton that it makes it even more it makes you even more curious because they're not trying to protect anybody else except Clinton and why he's not really relevant anymore. Do you guys have an answer of why they are so protective over the Clintons right now? Or is there just so much more to that story that they can't have the Clintons ever go on stand in a trial? I always say, follow the money and you'll find the reasons they're like, they're not reporting on this because the, all of the money, all of this, the BlackRock, the ESG money, all this investment stuff, it's all from the same stuff. It's all the same things that we've been talking about. So you you just replace one thing with the other. So th they're not going to talk about it. And not only that, if if you're in the media, okay, and you're if if you're reporting on this, if you're a reporter, if you're at like WXY four four news in in Vermont or KY2 in Minneapolis or 774 in Sioux Falls, wherever the hell you are, if you're the news people, what has the Clintons done for you specifically? Like right now, if you're going to run a story and you're going to put your face out there and you're going to run your mouth off to run defense for pedophile murderers. Okay. So you're, that's who you're running defense for. What have they done for you? Yeah, I've always thought that that was very odd is that why do we why, why has Hillary Clinton be, been so hungry for power and why do we continue to allow her to be in any kind of limelight knowing that her only motivation in life is to be in complete control of something. She's so obsessed with becoming the president that she'll go at no length. Like I said, is there anybody at this point that's still a Hillary Clinton fan or have we all moved on? I was actually reading one of these articles um, 
and I like to read Reddit a lot and, and some Reddit threads. And I like to, le- to read the comments underneath of them. And one of the comments I read was, I was a huge Hillary supporter in the mid-2000s. And, the, uh, and after reading Boys uh, on the Tracks and, and, and things like that, that she is now uh, an anti-Hillary Clinton fan. And, and I was like, wow, you know, because I've been anti- I've been anti-Clintons literally since the boys on the tracks, you know, before I got into this, I wasn't overtly a political guy. I didn't really give a shit because I was like, well, I'm serving my country. I'll just let my country handle the whole voting part. Then I was a cop and I was like, well, I'm serving my town. I'll let the people handle the voting part. I'm going to hyper-focus, but now I'm not either one of those. And so I am hyper-focused. I'm those guys that have to, to, to do this for those who are serving and who are actually doing the Lord's work. And when you dive into a story like the boys on the tracks, I mean, geez, even if 25% of that story is true and then you still have the Franklin murders happening at the same time, one state over two states over, uh, you know, let's just say that both those are only 25% true. I mean, it's still pretty apparent that the Clinton family is involved in nefarious activities and likes to dance with the devil. I'm just, I'm just saying, if I get an invitation to come hang out with them, I know that they have a documented shady past with just their their history is just littered with mysterious deaths, or this person died from a, a an accident or a weird accident, or this person had a suicide, or this person did this, or this this person disappeared. If you if you've got that, if that's what's known in the background, I'm definitely not going to be hanging out with them. And I think they're protected as much as they are because, excuse me, there's there's so many people attached to them. They were involved with so many people, you know, so many high rollers, whether it be media, you know, finance, that I think everybody's coming together to protect them because nobody else wants their name to come out like the Clintons have come out. Yeah, let me go ahead and read you this. Uh, This is coming from the Daily Beast. Uh, the Daily Beast reached out to the spokesperson for Clinton, who uh, also mentioned along the hundreds of pages of court records released Wednesday and a deposition Epstein accuser Johanna Yoberg said the trafficker once told her the Clintons liked them young, referring to girls. On Friday, Ward went to went on CNN this morning and addressed the Clinton claim, which didn't indicate a date on which the former president allegedly tried to intervene on Epstein's behalf. Uh, What what I wonder is if Virginia Roberts is hearing um, gossip, this is a quote, and getting it slightly wrong. Um, uh, this, this Vanity Fair piece, and I don't, I don't know why our uh, computers are not uh, linking up here, but uh, uh, ba- basically what the reason I had pulled this article up before was that, uh, that in May 2011, Trisha emailed Virginia and CC'd attorney Brad Edwards advising her to let Vanity Fair buy her picture again. Again, I'm, I'm just uh, reaching at straws here because I can't find the actual paragraph and I totally apologize for that. But if you want to go and look for it yourself, it's on the Daily Beast and it has the uh, the documents and you could scroll down. It's like midway through the article. I'm just having a hard time finding it right now. Uh, but basically, you know, basically that uh, it alleges Bill Clinton walked into Vanity Fair and demanded that they stop talking about Jeffrey Epstein 
Uh, yeah, here it is. I think I just found it. When I was doing some research into Vanity Fair yesterday, Gouffre added, it does concern me what they uh, could want to write about me considering that Bill Clinton walked into v, uh, Vanity Fair and threatened them not to write sex trafficking articles about his good friend Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, also, uh, in these articles, uh, Sarah... Uh, anybody, what was her last name? Sarah... Ransom. Ransom. Sarah Ransom alleged that, or, or Virginia Gouffet on behalf of Sarah Ransom. Again, a lot of hearsay here, but it's interesting that the Clintons come up more times than anybody. And again, if you look at the Clintons track history, like we just talked about, it all kinds of, it all kind of adds up. It makes it a little bit more believable than some of the other allegations being made, if that makes sense. But she alleges that uh, Sarah Ransom was approached by special forces agents and, and we're guessing guessing or assuming that that would be the FBI or the CIA uh, came to her and forced her to sign an NDA about her relationship and her knowledge of Bill Clinton's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein. Now they've got uh, so-called videos that came out. However, she goes uh, in a few paragraphs after in the statement and she recrants that there is any video. And, and it really looks, if you look at it um, in its totality in the timeline of events, she comes out and she says that there's videos of Bill Clinton um, and and uh, uh, these two other billionaires. Again, she doesn't mention Trump in this at all. The media keeps saying she does. She does mention Trump paragraphs later, but that is, um, again, if we look at it in its totality, it's very strange that she mentions that there's a video and then in a couple paragraphs later, she says, "Never mind, I just lied about that. And then a couple paragraphs after that, then she brings up Trump again. And this is all back in, in the early 2000s, the 2008. So it's almost like, nope, you're going to retake that back. We're going to fucking kill you. And then you're going to throw Trump's name in there because why wouldn't she just lead off with the billionaire and Trump? Why would she add Trump paragraphs and paragraphs later? Right. Uh, my question is, Hey, uh, she signed that NDA and then she stated that the two officers, she knew their names. Where are they at? Where's, where's the, the statements from them? I mean, hopefully that comes out at some point since she can pinpoint two people because that, well, that same article, I think she, she said that she knew who they were. Yeah, the problem with this this whole thing is this is a deposition. This case is pretty much closed. There's nobody investigating this. Right. Nobody is going after. And listen, I, I, I still stand by that every name on the list to include Donald Trump should be investigated thoroughly, thoroughly. But the problem is, who's going to do that? Because we already know that the FBI is corrupt right. and we know the FBI is not going to. It's already even if they're not corrupt, it's it's still a. Uh, I mean, I don't want to use the word point of contention, but it's it's like a, instead of going after sex trafficking pedophiles they're looking for people that stood outside the capitol on the grass now well so people right. that weren't even in the building that's who they're going to go after right so and you're referring who, to biden's newest threat that uh that they are going to be looking into the quote thousands of people who were illegally standing on federal grounds uh I don't know about you guys. I'd love to know your take on this. Is this going to be a roundup so that these guys can't vote? Is this going to be like a bullying situation where they, uh, you know, and it doesn't even have to be secret, right? Like if you have video surveillance of somebody, for instance, you know, after the January 6th is a very interesting topic, but after the January 6th insurrection, literally within a day or two, everybody on the Raleigh SWAT team 
was called into internal affairs and asked if they were there. Well, what does it matter? If it was their day off, could they not go to a protest, period? So, you know, but why wouldn't they go through the rest of the police department? Why was it only the Raleigh SWAT team? But like, let's just, for an example, use it. If you were on a SWAT team in a big city and 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 you were serving under a liberal chief and you just happened to go to what you expected to be a protest and what some people would still argue as a protest that got out of hand, are you then removed? Are, are, are you then, should you be removed from that SWAT team? I mean, if anybody that showed, I mean, we had the governor show up to a Black Lives Matter rally where it got extremely violent and, and buildings were burned down. Should that governor have to resign just simply for showing up to a protest that got out of hand? No, you said it, Eric, because it was a protest. It wasn't a riot. No buildings got burned. That was, it peacefully burnt to the ground. No, this is, the, the, what my worry is, is you have the proud boys you have some groups that they'll call far right okay there are groups that are far right that you're not that that are legitimately far right there are legitimately groups of people in a country on both sides of the fence that are the extremists that we legitimately need to worry about on the other side of the you got we talk about the fence Meanwhile, we have all these extremists from all of the countries coming across the fence, across the border. So my worry is, is when this is going on. So what, at what point does the American people finally say, this is enough? Where, where's the drawing of this? Where's the line in the sand? Because we had a revolutionary war over taxes. I mean, there was more, it's complicated more to that, but over tax on tea. We have a, 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 an entire pedophile ring that's just going to be out in the open. We know about it now, and we're not going to do anything about it. And instead of that, we're using your tax money. I go. Uh, this is not to get way far off topic. We're gonna. We're just going to try to approve another spending bill that's going to send more billions to Ukraine, billions to Israel, millions to our border, millions with an M, but we're going to send billions with a B to other countries that have done nothing for you. They've done nothing to keep that traffic light on at the intersection or that pothole on your way to work. That's not getting fixed. All your taxes, they're not going to that stuff. They're going overseas. So while that's going on, all of your money, instead of investigating what the American people wants to be investigated, getting these sex traffickers, if you go after the source, or if you go at like, so in prostitution rings, would you go after the, the the reason why you go after the the Johns is if if you don't have any customers who are you going to sell prostitution to? We you know, have all. I brought this up uh, in an argument in a debate at my the bar that I own, and uh, somebody was in there, and and I had just I had uh, kind of casually and, and jokingly said like, man, it would be great if we had that much effort into child sex trafficking, and she goes, oh, you're not one of those people, are you? <laughs> and I was like, well. I'm one of those guys that has five kids and I'm extremely concerned with the well-being of a multi-billion dollar uh, child sex abuse industry that is in the United States and that the United States is the number one country where children are trafficked uh, to and from. We are the number one country. And, and, and to put it in perspective, Taylor Swift made $900,000 last year. Everybody knows who Taylor Swift is. Everybody is, is familiar with the brand. But child sex, uh, films, and pornography, and the sex trafficking trade in America alone is well over a billion dollars. So if you think how many people consume Taylor Swift's content, 
that's multiply that by at least one and a half. And that's how many child predators there are. That's a real big deal. If there was that many children dying of anything, it would be the number one talk, the pandemic of the, of, 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 of our lifetimes. If that many kids were dying of some kind of disease at that rate and that number, child sex crimes are four times higher than hate crimes in the United States. Yet all you hear about uh, on mainstream media are, are hate crimes and race baited uh, uh, crimes and things like that. But in reality, in the real FBI statistics here, but by the way, the FBI still does not account or keep number of how many kids are missing in the United States. It's a stat that they just ignore to this day, I read that in the Franklin uh, Murders book, which is just a phenomenal book. It'll really make you rethink everything. Is really happened? Uh, it's the Franklin Murders in, in Oklahoma. There were a lot of politicians and elites. Uh, the book was written in 1992, but it was about a satanic sex cult of 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 politicians who brought other polit uh, who allowed other people to become politicians that were part of this uh, this movement. So you know. Um, but the, the, I, I don't understand. Maybe you're in the live chats. Maybe, maybe you can help us here. What makes somebody want to take the side? And I, I hate to think that it's just politics because I really don't feel like Trump is, is, is innocent of any of this. Like for me, I've got questions of why Trump didn't do certain things in office to also combat child sex crimes. So I think he should be investigated just by anybody else, but it, it should be bipartisan at this point that we protect the children and that we protect the most abused uh, and the most oppressed, which, if again, by the numbers, would be children involved in sex crimes in the United States. There is an epidemic of this going on, multi-billion dollar industry, and it just seems like, oh, you're one of those people. Well, I think the mainstream, mainstream will talk about the hate crimes and, and all that because it's a way to keep us divided. They start talking about the, you know, the sex trafficking. I think this is just my conspiracy theories. We would all come together to combat that the majority of the population, but instead they give us all that other bullshit to keep us divided, to keep us, you know, at each other to where the politicians could then do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, a very interesting, um, a very interesting things going on with this Epstein list, uh, and I, I like the awareness it builds. You know, uh, also just one more thing, and then we're going to move on um, to the J.P. Morgan uh, uh, strategist who, who who had a Nostradamus prediction and and had it leaked. We're going to jump into that in just a second. But uh, uh, last thing on the Clintons on YouTube, we're able to uh, we pay a, a, a pretty significant fee um, to be able to use different keywords and tags. Um, since we YouTube for a business, even though that I think, uh, gosh, the majority of our, our YouTube is completely demonetized and, um, just absolutely shadow banned to no end. And that's why we do Patreon. That's why we're all in on our audio. That's why we have the uh, rumble going on. We don't care. We, and we're not going to stop talking about things just because YouTube doesn't like it. But right now you cannot physically in this software that is ran by YouTube, that you pay when you run YouTube as a business. I think we pay like what, $250 a month for the, for the like maybe $300, that. 200, $290 something dollars. 
We cannot physically tag Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton. It is unrecognized. We put the reel up to prove it on our failure to stop Instagram. Jonathan Bates, uh, one of our producers and hosts, uh, made that reel for us where he shows you that we physically, it will not physically allow you. If you put in Hillary Clinton, it changes it to Hillary Duff. It will not allow you to put in Hillary Clinton or Bill Clinton in the tags. Again, why is YouTube so focused on protecting Hillary Clinton? They would never do this for anybody else. I don't even think they would do it for Biden at this point. Um, we've never had a problem, literally in the history that we've been doing this, had a problem with any breaking news story tagging somebody in it. Why all of a sudden now, also in our our failure to stop Wolfpack uh a private group, which has been great. It's been a lot of fun, very productive. A lot of first responders in there with some dark humor, um, putting out some grievances. People are getting in shape. People are uh, doing meetups and grabbing coffee. I mean, it's just been a, a phenomenal private group. Um, I, literally one of the private groups that I'm the most proud of that's led by Fulcanator and uh, Bosco Autry. Um, but, uh, you know, I just got a notification that another one of those posts were removed. Doesn't tell me which were, which was removed. It doesn't tell me why it was removed. Um, so therefore I can't go onto the group and say, guys, we're, you know, we're, 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 we've got two strikes on this, this group chat, this group page, but I can't even tell you who posted what or, or, or what went against the standards. Cause as far as I can see, it's just dark humor. Nobody, it's not necessarily political humor at all on that page. It's mostly just first responder humor. Um, so I, I don't know. I, it, crazy times that we're going in again. Even more reason to support uh, uh, our Patreon channel uh, to keep us monetized through the year, and, and that we can hire more first responders to make this new show even better. But you can also support our sponsors: GhostBed.com forward slash Wolfpack. Fifty percent off going in the holidays. Sleep so good and scary. I always say mental wellness starts with a good night's sleep. Listen, you want to know how I sleep through all this doom and gloom, and I don't want that to be the part of this. Uh, the show is that it's all doom and gloom. There is a light at the end of the tunnel and that light is simply a ghost bed mattress, man. You you sleep on that thing and it's like everything just goes away. It's almost like uh, all your fears and tears just wash away. It's almost like you're being held by, by Jesus himself as he's washing away your sins. That's what laying on a ghost bed feels like. The sins are still there. You're still probably going to hell. They're not going to uh, to redeem those sins, but at least it makes you feel like your sins are forgiven. That's how comfortable the ghost beds are. The ghost bed pillows, I have like three or four of them now. I have my travel ghost bed pillow, which is just a ghost bed pillow that I travel with. A lot of you guys have messaged me and been like, hey, I can't find the travel pillow. It's just a pillow that I travel with. Uh, but right now, 50% off beds made in the gun old USA. 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 God, you guys are idiots. <laughs> um, go to ghostpack.com forward slash wolfpack. We also have factormeals.com forward slash wolfpack because mental wellness also starts with just being healthy and healthy lifestyle and living. And that's where meal planning to the next level takes place. Look, you're in your me wagon. You're in your little fire truck. You're in your, uh, you're in your patrol car. You're doing all these things. You got core prep. You got to roll up the hose. You got to restock all the IVs and fluids and your things. You ain't got time uh, to be meal prepping and meal planning through the week. But you know what you do have time to do? Go to the fuck fast food joint and get you a big giant burger and some tacos with all the cheese and the condiments. And that way you feel fat and sluggish and more depressed. And you go home and you sleep on your shitty bed. And before you know it, you're like, well, why does my life suck? And my wife want to leave me and my kids are fucking nerds and I'm a loser. Why do you think you feel that way? 
because you're not preparing, you're not prepping, you're not doing all the right things. That's why we're proud to to be sponsored by factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack meal planning to the next level. Let Factor Meals take care of it. These are chef prepared, fresh, Nova frozen, affordable meals delivered right to your door, fresh and not frozen. And you can do three meals a week, five meals a week, whatever you need to get you through those days so that you're not going to the fast food joints and eating that fat shit that's just going to make you even more depressed. By the time you drive to the grocery, by the time that you take those groceries back home and then you cook all that food and you prepare it and you put it in the Rubbermaid totes and you set it all aside, that's time you didn't get to spend with your kids. And that is not a habit you are going to be able to sustain in the new year with your new year, new you journey into health and fitness. No, just use factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack five zero, get 50% off your first week's meal and get on the routine of just having factor meals delivered right to your house. How many times are you door dashing bullshit meals? Stop doing that. Load your refrigerator up with stuff that you know you have to eat because you've already purchased it. And it's healthy. They've got protein heavy meals with five with with, uh, with over 50 grams of protein. They've got calorie conscious with less than 550 calories on most of them. They got the vegetarian options, the vegan options. They've got the weight loss options and the get swole options. They've got it all 300 plus something menu items. Go to factormeals.com forward slash Wolfpack five zero. Start that meal planning today so you can get swole like me. Like old Kiefer over there. By the way, Kiefer, you guys uh, doing a lot of working out there in the uh, the old firehouse? You still do that shit? Yep, yep. We got a we got we actually have a lot of guys that uh, are using Factor Meals. So and we oh. try to eat healthy there, but but it was funny because I hadn't heard of Factor Meals till you know till you guys and all of a sudden these guys are coming in with Factor Meals. I'm like, hey, I know exactly what that is. Uh, tell them that they need to use our, our promo code if you can. Or at least send pictures and tag us in it. That would be great. Uh, all yeah. right, let's go on to this next. Uh, what do we got next, Joshua? What do you want to do, J.P. Morgan or? J.P. Morgan. I got to get on time today. Uh, J.P. Morgan predictions, analysts. Uh, anal- were you covering this or was I covering it? I think I had both of them. I have it up. I go found ahead. it. What you got? So. JP Morgan puts out at the beginning of the year. So JP Morgan is a bank and they put out a big financial thing at the every, every year, like all banks do and projections and things like that. Well, this went out on January 1st and it's a 49 page thing. And it's this big, long financial thing. It's got all these graphs and talks about markets and this and that. Well, on page 41, there is a section that says Biden, President Biden will withdraw sometime between Super Tuesday and November elections, citing health reasons. Biden passes his torch to a replacement candidate named by the Democratic National Committee. Biden has a low approval rating for a president with less than 10% job creation since his inauguration, although that figure is a byproduct of his inauguration coinciding with the rollout of COVID vaccines and the reopening of the U.S. economy. So how is it J.P. Morgan knows that Joe Biden's not going to be in the 2024 election race when he's the sitting president right now? Now, I can't. I can't hate on JP Morgan because as you know, on this show, or if you guys are just tuning in for the first time on the show, I have what's called Tanstradamus predictions. My name is Tansy and, um, and, and I have a, a God given gift to see the future. And if you go back, I'm kind of like Alex Jones in a way where what I say sounds crazy, but just give it some time, let it iron out. And you'll see that I'm more true or I'm more right than I am wrong. Um, so I don't mind that some JP Morgan strategist wants to be like me. You know what I mean? He wants to have his own little uh, Nostradamus prediction. Everybody does. Um, but I hope he's not me. 
But I no, I, I think he's just copying me. I said this a year ago, guys. I said it a year ago. I mean, not even a year ago. I, I said it like six months. I said it a year ago, and I said it like six months ago. I said there's no way that Biden makes a second run at it. I think most of us knew that. That might not even be a tantrum diamonds prediction. That just might be a common sense prediction. This dude's got a a, a brain full of uh, a cream of wheat. Um, there's no way that he's going to run for a second term. Now, this J.P. Morgan strategist who's putting out uh, this, you know, this information to investors and to uh, stockbrokers and to stock market enthusiasts, things like that, that makes me go, oh, geez, it's a little bit more real than I thought. Also, the media would like to portray this as it's going to happen in March. I heard a lot of people reporting on that he he predicts it in March. No, his prediction, much like my own, give yourself some time. He said March, beginning at Super Tuesday through November. So that's a pretty big window there. That's like a five-month window. Yeah. No, it's and an eight-month window, actually, if you want to do your math correctly. It's like eight months. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't I, – I, th I think that prediction is pretty fair. I just don't know that you can say it as a J.P. Morgan strategist. Can you? Doesn't that seem like a little weird? Have, have you ever seen that in, in, with any other president? I'm not that in tune with the financials. My my wife is the one that handles all of our banks. I'm just I just asked if I can use the credit card for things. So <laughs> I don't know specifics, but I would guess that they do do things like this. I just don't know that it's necessarily as just we live in times where everything is almost can be public instantly. It can happen, and it's just the limitation is how fast you can put it up on the internet, and then how fast people can find it. So. I don't, I would go ahead and guess. I would, I would make an educated guess that this probably has happened before and it'll probably happen again that they make these educated guesses and they have people that sit down and they do nothing but strategize and they look at forecasting and models and things like that. And they based off of their risk analysis algorithms, and they come up with this assessment and that this is what they believe is going to happen because they have, as a bank, they're, well, Side note, J.P. Morgan is, in, is involved with the whole Epstein thing because they paid out a lot of hush money to side, to sidebar to sidebar, but they've got financial stuff that they have to look out for. They've got clients and they have people that invested money into them and they have their due diligence to try to make that money more money. So they have to try to read the forecast and if Biden's not going to be there and Trump's going to be in office and there's going to be some more Trump policies that are go against the policies that Biden are, and then they're going to move the market different ways and they're going to invest that money and in, in more Trump stuff versus more Biden stuff. So yeah. I so if, you, if you'll head over to failure to stop's uh, um, private Facebook page, just go ahead and put your over under on the JP Morgan chase prediction here. Give us your over under. When, do you think Biden's going to make it? If so, um, well, then that's just leave it at that. If you don't think he's going to make it to, to the election, let's get a date and time. Let's start collecting that. Bosco's in the chats right now. Actually asked a great question. He said, are we supposed to be swapping to Rumble? I'll give you more on that in a minute. But Bosco, you've got work to do. Go over to the failure to the FTS underscore Wolfpack private group, Bosco, and let's get a poll going somehow, some way, make it creative of uh, when does Biden pull out if he pulls out. Um, and then let's say the winner of this, uh, you know, by month and date. So let's just, well, first we'll go by month. And if there's that many people, then, you know, then it'll go by the date. Um, and then, and then, you know, maybe even the time, just in case we have uh, some tiebreakers there, but, uh, you know, let's do a, uh, let's do a poll and a winner gets something. We'll, we'll think of something, maybe one of these cool failure to stop, uh, hoodie things that the team's been wearing, um, lately. So, uh, we'll do that now. Now, speaking of, um, 
uh, not making it and Trump making it or Trump being the president or not being the president. We have uh, some leaks um, from a hot mic, <laughs> a hot mic situation. Josh, tell us about the hot mic situation. Well, instead of hot micing, grabbing her by the pussy, uh, we're hot micing uh, assassination attempts. So, you know what the worst part is? Even if he has his window open and he's hanging out, he'll be on the other side of the street. One person could be heard saying on the live feed from the Associated Press, this isn't like Doug's News Underground or an affiliate of C-Minus Media. This is Associated Press. <laughs> that's cracking jokes candidly about assassination attempts on arguably not even arguably the leading republican candidate for the 2024 election you have the media that is covering him being brought in the court for a fourth time and and for what charges they're just trying to get anything up to bring him into court, but he's on his way to court in New York and the media while they're waiting for him just overheard talking about the, the how they would assassinate or the assassination attempts or how you would like, I feel like that's how, probably a crime of some sort, right? Like if we just randomly started talking about assassinations, like don't you think that we'd be on like some kind of like crazy FBI list? I, I remember growing up where you know you were told, "Oh, it's against the law to talk about killing the president." Yeah. yeah. So yeah, what happens? Like, what happens to these two clowns? <laughs> right. Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Bizarro. Uh, but listen, there's a lot of people talking about it, and um, you know, listen, they tried to character assassinate Donald. Uh, they tried to criminally assassinate Donald. Uh, who who's to say if any of these things aren't working that they just go ahead and assassinate him? Now, listen, a lot of people say, well, why haven't they done it? You know, uh, you know, if they if they're out to get him so bad, why have they done it? I, I think it's because they know they know that he'll be a martyr. They know that uh, that that he will you know become the patron saint of you know whatever it is that Donald Trump wanted to be the patron saint of. I think they know at this point that that uh, like every time they even arrest him, he gets more powerful. You know, he gets more followers from being arrested. There was just that video on uh, the cut loose in the Bronx where they just couldn't find anybody in the Bronx uh, that wasn't voting for for Donald Trump in this upcoming election. And it was bizarro. Um, and, you know, maybe they edited the video to make it look like that. But the premise of the TikTok video was like, we're going to walk through the Bronx and try to find one person that's not voting for Trump. And they go to all of these, uh, you know, persons of color in the Bronx and of all different uh, um, uh Classes, if you will, middle class, uh, low class, like, you know, and and then they they're asking them, and they're like, oh yeah, I'm voting for Donald Trump, you know, and and the polls are just so terrible right now. You can't find one poll that's in favor of of Biden right now. So listen, I don't know, I I don't foresee him. My Thomas prediction on this: there's no way Trump becomes president. Get it out of your minds. Get it out of your skull. It's just not going to happen. Uh, the powers that be will not allow that to happen. So I don't know if you go over to the uh, the Vic. Uh, Vivek Wamasami, or if you're, you know, you're on the same page as uh, RFK Jr. or whatever, I'm not telling you who to vote for, but I'm telling you right now, I would make sure that you start doing your uh, due diligence and start doing your research on these folks, because uh, I don't think Donald Trump is going to be an option. That's just my Tanstradamus prediction. Uh, I, I think the powers that be are just a little too powerful. Now, listen, I'd like to say I'm wrong, but uh, I don't, I don't think I. I don't think I am. Uh, but anyway, go over to the the Facebook group there and um, and get in that poll when you think um, 
when, when you think Biden pulls out and let's do uh let's do another poll on it. Do you think that Donald Trump, just an easy yes or no poll. Do you think Trump will be eligible or has a chance at becoming president? Not because he wouldn't win the votes, but just because the powers aren't be powers that be won't let him. Let's do a poll on that as well. I like all these polls. I'd like to see where everybody's heads at just to make sure that I'm not, you know, that I'm not the crazy one here. I always like to be critically thinking and working my way through it. I'm not bought into any of these candidates ever. I don't trust any of them. Uh, what's our next story? Let's 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 breeze through these really quick. Uh, we touched on this yesterday for our Patreon, the NYC tunnels. The Jew tunnel. So, tunnel you, of heard Jew. About this? you heard about this one, Keith? <laughs> Just when you sent it to me, I was I was reading reading through it. I, I hadn't heard of it before that though. Do we call it Jewgate? <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm trying how, to think. Try, trying to think of how we could meme it but not get canceled. Yeah, so there was uh, over the last. They, there's a lot of it, it's break. I wouldn't say breaking, but it's still breaking in the last 24 to 48 hours. So yesterday they found, or it was reported that there was a small riot. Just that that's what they'll call a riot, is that? But the the burning of the cities, anyway. So they had a small riot inside of the church when uh, cement trucks yesterday went to the church, the synagogue, to go ahead and put cement into this these uh, tunnel system to make sure that they don't collapse in on themselves. The, it's been reported widely of multiple different, this has been going on for weeks, this has been going on for months, this has been going on for over a year. There was a, a Twitter this morning that I was looked at. I couldn't confirm it or not, but there was somebody that had been reporting that lives in that area said that they were heard voices and heard things in there underneath of them for like weeks and stuff. And then comes find out that this tunnel system is underneath of their stuff. So a bunch of people gave them where I guess on Twitter was giving them a hard time. Like, there's no way you're not, you're hearing things. You're, you're going crazy or whatever. And he's like, well, I guess I need a bunch of uh, apologies from everybody because <laughs> yeah, a bunch, bunch, bunch of people run underneath of us. So what happened? The the leading up to it is still I don't know. The how it was found out exactly I don't know exactly how it was found out. Exact other than there was there was reported that residents had reported hearing things in the walls underneath of the floors. I don't know the exact like how you get from the report to cement truck showing up. That's not being very. Uh, truthful or they're not being very informational with what happened but when they brought the cement trucks there was they used specific words uh from hebrew from the jewish uh, community to describe what the the individuals were they were just youths they were young youths from a a, a part of like a separate group that was a part of the the church and they are the ones that was causing all the ruckus and those are the ones that end up getting there was i believe nine or ten that was arrested uh, all misdemeanor stuff. Nothing was crazy. Uh, so they're going to go back. And I guess the, the New York city, New York's going back today to try to either put the cement back in there or have the city engineers come in to figure out what, if anything needs to be shored up, if anybody needs to be evacuated, but a lot more questions than answers. Yeah. I'd like to think that I side in one of the possible answers was that, that uh, they were using this to get to and from the synagogue during covid when it was shut down so that they could still worship and thing if that's the case i'm i'm on i'm on i'm on i'm like team whatever this uh far right winged i think they keep calling it a 
like like a Jewish extremist <laughs> group of youths, um, which I, I don't like throwing a word around the world extremists so much. Um, I mean, if these guys want the right to worship, you know, I, I'm for it. Like, I'm like, don't tell me what I can and can't do and where I can and can't go. Um, I'm the kind of guy that's going to resist at all ends. You tell me I can't do something. Uh, I'm probably going to find a way against it. That's just, but that's the American spirit. You know, that's that, uh, you know, we all want to be free and, and these guys want to be free. So, you know, maybe I'm on team them. Um, there's a lot of people that don't like them, more people that don't like this particular sect of Jewish individuals. Uh, as I, as I looked on Reddit and if you're on our Patreon, we did a deep dive of this whole thing and the politics on it yesterday on our Patreon. So you can go over to our Patreon account and hear all of the details, um, about these New York city tunnels. Don't think it's anything conspiratorial in my own. I don't think there's enough evidence there yet. Uh, I'm not buying all the, they were trafficking children or anything crazy like that. I, I think it was more of like uh, renegade youths um, that just want to be rebellious. And uh, listen, uh, I, maybe I just, maybe because I'm being biased because I would like to uh, align myself with people like that. So, but I, that's what I think is going on. Do you guys have any other further thoughts on that? When I was probably three or four, so a little bit younger than the tunnel building age. But when I was three or four, I got in trouble for painting my uncle's riding lawnmower white. He got a brand new riding lawnmower and my cousin mm. and I painted it white. But we did what kids were being were doing. We just got in trouble. And then growing up when I was a teenager, I got in trouble when I first found matches. And I was burning my matchbox cars with matches. And little do you know, that smell is very poignant. And it goes through the entire apartment. But I got in trouble for burning my matchbox cars. So what could be a possible uh, thing that happened here is teenagers did teenager things. Yeah. During the lockdowns, teenagers were locked down doing teenager things like, oh, well, wow, we can dig a hole in here. Oh, we, we, this, this opens up. Oh, we can get a little bit further in here. Oh, we have our own little secret club hideout. Now, now nobody knows about that. This is our cool little thing. That is also a possibility. I, yeah. and, and in the scheme of like life, they, they say that the, the, the most reasonable answer is probably that's the truth. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of allegations about bloody mattresses. Haven't really seen the evidence of that. That seems a little far fetched. But again, they show me the evidence and I'll take a look at it. Uh, but for right now, I'm, I'm more like on the side of more likely than not that this was just uh, youths trying to do just just you things. Cool dude says it sounds like the left media trying to use the child sex issue against other people now that it's aimed at them. You know, it's cool dude. It's funny that you say that because I have noticed that that they're now like all about like uh, accuse. You know that Bill Clinton was accused. Now all of a sudden we're all accusing this Trump guy. Um, you guys weren't accusing him of being a pedophile before, but now it's like you're bloodthirsty at doing it now. You don't think that the most hated guy, the most uh, politically persecuted man in an American history. You don't think that if there was any evidence that this dude was a pedophile, that it wouldn't have already have come out. Uh, I don't know. Like, but it, it does seem like people are like, well, you know, and especially with the media saying that they added Trump to the sex tapes. When I read the paragraph myself, it does not say, um, Trump's name in it. It doesn't go to like paragraphs and paragraphs later. And again, you put that into context. It definitely appears after that initial statement that she was told to recant all of that. I mean, it's almost obvious that they were like, you know, she says all these things, then there's a break. And then she comes back and she's like, actually, I just made everything up. And, um, let's add Trump's name in there. And it's just like this weird, weird allegation. It doesn't even sound like the rest of them talking about a girl's nipples and everything like that. It's, it's, it's very strange. 
but yeah, I, I feel kind of what you're saying, tactical dude. Last story of the day, and we got to get out of here. Um, if you want more news, I think we are doing this again tomorrow, but only on our Patreon. We're covering some more things um, on the Patreon because we have a school shut down due to immigrant to influx of immigration. So the schools, um, because it's so cold, and they're having an Arctic blast up in New York, moving some immigrants into the uh, to the schools and moving the kids out of the school to do remote learning. It's it's crazy, but we, we, we're going to deep dive that tomorrow on the Patreon show um, and give you all the news and gory details of that. Again, the Patreon is where we can really get in the nitty-gritty and really say what we want to say because we don't have to worry about demonetization. So head us over there. We got a Boeing blowout real quick, last five minutes of the show. The Boeing blowout. Uh, now, Josh, uh, this is a door that got ripped off of an airplane but what's uh, odd about this case is that the black box is also missing. So it's not missing. So what happened? This, so this this particular door. So th they build these planes. Boeing built these planes like they like you would build um, like a like a bus, like a city bus. Some cities are going to have really tight seats, and some cities are going to have really open seats. Some are going to use the buses just for transit stuff, and they're going to like for cargo things. So when they build these planes, they're they're the the mold of it is is all basically one thing, and then you have a few things that are interchangeable inside. This door is it's technically emergency exit, but it is an access door. It's not a door that you normally would load passengers or people or things on. It's a it's a maintenance access point. So even in the emergency act, or even in the the aircraft, it's not a door that you would use as an emergency exit. So, but this plane was put into service in October of last year, and then this door just flew off during flight. So they took off from uh, the airport, climbing out. They got about 16,000 feet and the door exploded out. It's crazy because that, that plane's not even a year old then. No, uh, just not even a couple months old. Wow. Like it's in its introductory flights. Like it's, it just passed because for a plane to get to this point, it's probably five or six months old at this point because once it rolls off the line, then Boeing's going to test it. Then they have to go through all these air certification things and they have to go all these airworthy certificate. There's a whole bunch of things. And they're looking at this specifically because there's a, a series of bolts that they're looking for to see if the bolts, if the, the they'll go into the bolt to make sure that the, the grade of the bolt was the right bolt, to make sure that it had the right number of Loctites or it was the right number of uh, foot pounds of torque. There's They have all these specific requirements and things that they know about all these tiny little pieces of these planes. So what has happened, Boeing has put out right after this happened, they put out a thing. Hey, you guys want, want to check your flight or your, your planes? Uh, Alaska Airlines pulled their planes right away. Then Boeing put out a, a thing, the service stop for all the aircraft. So all the 737s that have been put out, they have to be recertified. Well, they found quite a few of these planes have had bolt that have issues with these bolts. So mm. there's a, quite a few of these planes that they're not in service right now. So none of these planes are in service right now, but they've found these planes. And this could have been, this could have been catastrophic. Nobody got hurt. Nobody was injured. Nobody lost their lives. They were about 16,000 feet. So to give you it's an idea, scary. it's still scary, but at 16,000 feet, you've got, I believe there's a chart that they say, I, but I think at 16,000 feet, you've got between 30 and 45 minutes before uh, epoxia starts to fix, uh, set in. Whereas if you were at 35,000 feet, you've got minutes. And when this happened, this this door flew out. It sucked the shirt off of the guy, the teenager that was sitting there. It pulled two cell phones that were there and flew them out. 
at the same time, the cabin, the, uh, the door for the cockpit door flew open. So you had to think if you're at 35,000 feet, you've only got a couple of minutes before epoxy starts to fish the in. And what, what that means is, or what's scary about that is it's like being instantly drunk. You have no ability to comprehend things, your ability to, to draw a picture, to, to write your name to multiply two plus two, like very, very simple tasks. Once you start losing oxygen to your brain, very simple tasks become very difficult, let alone flying a plane with a hole in the side of it. So the fact that this happened at 16,000 feet versus 35 or 4,000 feet is a miracle. And then they were able to get everybody down. What was the, what was the case about the black, the black box? So once you get on the ground, uh, the black box, the, FAA mandates right now that those black boxes are on a two-hour recording. What that does is it records. There's two boxes. One is your flight data recorder, and one is the the flight uh, recorder that records all of the audio. So the audio portion records the audio that the pilot has, the co-pilot has. There's a couple other mics that are in the cockpit. Um, it's how they were able to the, the Malaysian flight that got shot down by right. a missile a couple of years ago. The the uh, different locations of the microphones in the cockpit were able to get the uh, uh, sonic boom from the explosion. So that's how they were able to determine that. But anyway, those are on a two hour loop. The FA or there's the regulations or there's bills out there that they want to put it on a 25 hour loop. But right now they're on a two hour loop. And the thought process is, is you're going to capture if something happens, you'll capture everything two hours behind. Kind of the same thing with the body cameras, as it's right. it's recording the first two minutes or you know thirty seconds or whatever. What was the case with this one? It didn't pick up on anything. So it did pick it all up, but it's 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 continually recording. So if you don't pull the circuit breaker for it to stop it, it will record over everything. Uh-huh. So when the plane came down for maintenance, they got everybody off because it was an emergency. So they right. got everybody off. So you got everybody deplaned and then they start doing their thing. Well, someone forgot to pull the circuit breaker. Gotcha. The next question you're going to ask is how often did this happen? And the NTSB says in recent modern times, they've investigated at least 10 times that this has happened. That the flight data recorder has been missing or there's been an issue with uh, the recording because of the circuit breaker or some issues like that. So I, there's a lot of like, things with this that make it sound like it's really nefarious but more but or less more it just sounds like negligence to me well i, we have, I, um, I agree ahead. with army knight in the in the comments that it's weird that it's only two hours i mean it's just well, it's not, not, it's not it, goes back, it just goes back two hours from the from the time of an incident right it'll just so it's a constant recording so oh, like, yeah, it, like, like it's constantly recording however if you don't capture it at the end of two hours it starts over with another two hours right. Correct. Yeah, if you don't, yeah, if you don't, if you don't break, if you don't break the circuit, if you don't pull the circuit breaker on it, it'll continue to record. Okay, so uh, we we we've got it. We got to go. Um, we got to keep this show at exactly an hour because I have a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practice tonight or today. So uh, I'm part of the cult now. So I got to tell you guys about it as well. Um, but Thursday, you guys got your sports show coming up. Quick, quickly, what does a glimpse of Thursday look like for us right now with the sports? Uh, we actually have a special guest, uh, Thomas Gines, who played for the University of Michigan when Tom Brady was there. He's a buddy of mine. He's going to come on and talk about Michigan winning the national title and talk about his football career. Oh, excellent. That's going to be great. I also have another guest lined up for you guys at some point. I think it's a female boxer who's coming out about uh, how next year that female boxers, uh, the the world 
female boxing federation is going to start letting trans men box. Uh, she's got a lot to say about it. So I'm, I'm hoping that she responds and she'll be able to come out and show and talk to you guys about that. Friday, we have Delta Force operator Brent Tucker from First Responder Coffee Company coming on to break down Ruby Ridge. This will be a failure to stop special, a Ruby Ridge special with a real Green Beret Delta Force as well. Operator Brent Tucker, you're not going to want to miss that show tomorrow on Patreon. Another news quick special might be 20 minutes, might be an hour. I don't know. It's ad free. Go and subscribe right now. $3 on Patreon. It's going to allow us to hire more people to really get into this. We're really taking a shot at journalism, especially going into 2024. We want you guys to have news that, that you can count on to at least uh, have questions and, and and let you know when we're giving our opinion versus what's fact, what's fiction, that we have fact-checked things appropriately and that we are opening you guys' minds uh, and, and that we're not feeding you just straight propaganda from mainstream media. So if you want to be, um, if you want to support that, if you want to support freedom and First Amendment, uh, uh, your First Amendment and, and, and all those things and Second Amendment and all those, you know, if you want to be on the forefront of that and help us battle it, what can you do to help? Sign up for our Patreon. It's $3 a month. That's less than a cup of coffee uh, per month, $3 per month. And that really does go a long way of paying the bills and paying every single host that is on the Flare to Stop podcast network, which are all ex-first responders or current first responders. So all that money really does go to um, uh, supporting first responders and supporting uh, you know the American way of life from myself. Uh, Jay Keith from uh, One More and I'm Out of Here podcast and the Thursdays uh, show, which is called uh, Illegal Shift on Thursdays right here on the Fair Stop podcast channel. Deadleg, our, pro our producer, fact checker, host on Last Call, myself, Eric Tanzi. Thank you guys for joining in. Guns up, giddy up. The more you know, the easier it gets. Cheers. <laughs>